My name is Alyssa Q. My pronouns are she and her. I'm the advocacy chair for the Asian Student Alliance. And today we're going to be talking with the Elevate Slate to hear more about their goals and what they're running on. Um, if one of you want to introduce yourself now. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Daniel Floyd. I am a sophomore studying economics with Global Health Certificate all on a pre-med track. I use she, her pronouns, and I currently serve as a wellness committee chair for student government board. Uh, I'm Ryan. Um, I'm running on the Elevate slate along with Danielle and Caroline. I'm a sophomore studying political science and history with a minor in economics. I use he, him pronouns, and I currently serve as chair of the Community and Governmental Relations Committee within the Student Government Board. Hi guys, I'm the last member of the Elevate Slate. My name is Caroline Goodwin, and I'm a sophomore studying biological sciences on the pre-med track, and I'm a former SGB Allocations Committee member. Great, thank you all so much. Um, so now could you explain to us your name of Elevate? Okay, so really coming up with a name, Elevate, we realized that this has been a really difficult year, not just for Pitt students, but for everyone in Pittsburgh community in our country. So that's kind of why we went with the name Elevate because I think it's, um, you used the word toxic positivity yesterday, Alyssa. I think that really describes how when trauma happens, I don't think it's necessarily good to say to someone, you know, just look at the bright side, let's just ignore all the bad stuff that kind of just happened. So that's kind of like why we chose the name Elevate because our main goal is just to get Pitt students to overall a better place. And really like in, in any area, maybe that's improving students' mental health, um, but then they're learning more about different resources, but really it's to just elevate the pit student body to a better place. I think you summed it up really well, Danielle. For me, um, Elevate really just has to do with uh, elevating the college experience that everyone's having here. Um, yeah, so that's for me. Yeah, I found Elevate to really mean just like, a step in the right direction. It's been so hard to, I don't know, I feel like over the past year, there's been so much focus on productivity and stuff like that. And I think that we don't need to, we don't need to move mountains. We just need to take one step forward. That's awesome, thank you. Now, could you please explain your individual initiatives? The first initiative that I'm gonna, um, that I'm really running on is making mental resources more inclusive and more accessible, especially to students who are disengaged, you know, being in an online format. Um, and really my idea behind this was because I understand the university's, um, you know, way to kind of educate the PIC community about mental health is usually just through, you know, cre creating some sort of workshop or sending out some sort of email or creating something on their Instagram. However, that's not teaching students how to effectively talk about mental health, especially students who don't feel comfortable, you know, having those types of conversations. So that is why I want to establish mental liaisons and all undergraduate student organizations to really help bridge the gap between um, resources, meeting students, and more importantly, to help um, start getting different groups to kind of talking about mental health specifically in their communities, um, because that's how we kind of go about erasing the stigma around mental health. My second initiative is to overall create um, a task force under the Diversity Inclusion Committee and Student Government Board called Students of Color and Solidarity, where underrepresented communities could really um, sit down and talk, have a meaningful conversation about issues that are affecting our communities, but also remaining autonomous about our differences because we recognize that we all don't go to the same issues. Um, but really, in that space, I think it's important for us to see where intersectionalities are and certain issues, like, for example, like the Mental Awareness Month um, discussion, we talked about mental health. And through um, uniting about those different issues and unifying our voices, I feel that we can better advocate for ourselves to administration and what our specific needs are. 
And finally, I wish to bring awareness to the prevalent sexual assault here in our campus through expanding the work of the Peer Survivor Support Network. It just was um, it just was established by Planned Parenthood, but really. In terms of sexual assault here on our campus, I know the university has, you know, disciplinary actions, which are very important, um, you know, in helping eradicate sexual assault here on our campus. However, that's not changing the behavior around um, sexual assault here on our campus. So that's why I hope to expand the peer survivor support network to overall help, you know, go into those different communities to talking about how to prevent sexual assault, what exactly it is, and how they can go about reporting it. So that's why, um, so that way we as a community can take a stand against sexual assault and overall prevent that behavior from happening in our groups. And those are my initiatives. Um, I'll go next and just talk briefly about mine for a bit. So like I said before, I'm running uh, for student government board to elevate everyone's college experience. And I believe that the best way to do that is by really tackling and focusing on student engagement um, so my first initiative is to expand on the work of the Pit Votes Coalition, um, which I've been a part of as co-chair of the Pit Votes Student Task Force for the past year. And that's really helped me understand um, what works and what doesn't when motivating students to vote. Um, so that's why if elected, I'll call on university administrators to participate in really meaningful voting conversations, um, make more voting resources available on university websites and expand on RA voter engagement training efforts. Um, Still on the topic of student engagement, I also want to strengthen our relationships between students and non-student residents of Oakland um, because our university is unique in the sense that its students live in a neighborhood that is inhabited by people that have been here long before them and will be here long after their time at Pitt is up. Um, so that's why I want to build stronger relationships between students um, and the community by working with community leaders and organizers such as the Oakland Planning and Development Corporation. Um, to further programs like Adopt-A-Block that promote positive interactions between students um, and non-student residents. So I really want to focus on allowing students the opportunity to like find their home on campus and I think that's even harder in an online setting but if we have resources to connect students with organizations that best suit their interests I think that can become a much easier feat. So I think I want to mainly focus on students that are upperclassmen or have changed majors or interests or transfer students and helping them find their home on campus because we have a student activities fair. And while that's absolutely amazing, it's very much geared towards first semester, first year students. And I think that the addition of a new connections event of some kind would be really great in connecting students with organizations that they might not have met otherwise. I know I was even talking to my friend last night who was pre-med, chem major. Honestly, a lot of people are like that when they come into Pitt and she wanted to pick up an architecture minor and she dropped the pre-med and she was like, I have all these pre-med friends, but I want architecture friends. How do I make architecture friends? I wanna find some. And she was like, I totally relate to your initiatives. I think it would be amazing to find architecture friends. and." I I just think having online resources like through source um, to allow people to find those connections on their own, but also this new connections activity fair kind of thing would also be great. Um, I also want to advocate for maintaining aspects of the Flexit Pit model in the years to come. Obviously, Flexit Pit is not ideal. We've been doing it for a year. No one likes it, but I think having lectures recorded or more resources available online, even just having PowerPoint slides. Last year, you would be scrambling to get notes from someone. 
if you miss a lecture, you miss the material. I think that we should make education more accessible. Like we are paying for this education. I think that we should have more access to it. But yeah. Thank you all so much. That was great. Um, now for just some general questions. Um, how have your previous leadership experiences prepared you for this role? So like I said before, um, I currently serve as a wellness community chair for student government board. I feel like that has also really prepared me. And also like when I was a freshman, I did emerging leaders. Even when I was in high school, I was involved and it was called student government association in high school. So I have experience being an SGB. I have experience interacting and talking to administrators and actually advocating for ourselves because that's a skill you have to build because administrators aren't always, you know, too keen on the idea when you were telling them that there's an issue prevalent here on our campus. And, you know, I don't know, their first response always be like, oh, well, we have this program already here. We have this workshops and students students are able to like, you know, interact with those workshops and get the help that they need. And really, um, I feel like just being as the wellness community chair, I've learned to properly advocate, you know, students needs here to administration, while also learning how to work with student groups and help elevate their voices properly to administrations and make sure they can advocate for themselves. Also just working and planning mental awareness month is really just giving me a passion, um, particularly for like mental health and um, overall, just wellness for our student body. And so, I don't know, just interacting with those different um, student groups, working with administrators, I've just gained a really valuable set of skills that I feel that would really help me being on board. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, I'll say for me, I would not be running for student government board if it wasn't for the experience that I was, the experiences that I've had um, in leadership in student government. Um, like I said before, I currently serve as the chair of the Community and Governmental Relations Committee, and a lot of that work has dealt with voter registration, because um, along with that position, I've also been co-lead of the um, Vote Student Task Force. A lot of that work has to deal with voter registration and has helped me really see um, the importance of that work on our campus and the impact that it can have in our, on our students. So as I said before, I was on the SGB Allocations Committee last year as a first year student, and it was so cool getting to come to campus and have all these different organizations come in and present all their events because I had no idea how many clubs there were, and you really don't until you see them and they're talking about all the fun things that they're doing and they give you the date and time of the event. And I'd be like, maybe I'll go. Like there's there was so much cool stuff that I was getting to learn about. And through that, I was telling friends, prim primarily um, first year students, oh my God, did you hear about this club? I think this would be perfect for you. And I'm like, Perrin, it's it's almost like I was a matchmaker for clubs. Um, So I figured that people that hadn't heard about all these clubs, like I wanted to be able to reach more people and talk about it. Um, and I think I also realized I'm both in a sorority and um, a member of Blue and Gold Society and those are both pretty big networks. And even I realized how hard it was going through quarantine. And even though I had these networks to support me, like it was still hard and classes were still hard. And you do better in classes when you have friends and people to talk to you about them. And even I was struggling with that. So I think it's so important to connect people to these groups. And because I have already been meeting with um, all these organizations and heard about them and talked with them, um, I think that's what really led me to run for student government board. Thank you. Um, our next question, you all kind of might have answered 
some of this already, but if you want to expand on anything, um, how have your personal identities and experiences shaped your initiative? So being a black female on campus, that's personally what I identify as, um, it really has, I just had a passion to want to help out particularly students of color, just being a student of color here on campus. And that's kind of why I wanted to create this task force under the diversity and inclusion committee, specifically for communities of color to talk about issues in their communities. I, I just feel like that's really important, um, again, as a black student here on campus who just want to give back. And even with that approaching like mental health, I know minorities experience mental health and other issues too um, differently than other communities. So I really just wanna, everything that I do, I wanna just make sure that I'm giving back to students of color and making sure that we are fitting whatever we're doing to them and examining how it might be different. You know, they might go through different experiences. So that's just one way that like my identity personally kind of shaped like my initiatives that I'm doing right now. Yeah, I'll say for me, um, the reason that I'm tackling these initiatives is because I've been interested in them for a really long time and I feel like it's really a part of who I am. In terms of like voting, I really um, got interested in this work and I remember my first election uh, that I could vote in my senior year of high school, I was like looking up all these different things about the candidates, like really into the, the process and excited about it. Um, and that's why I'm really tackling that issue because I want everyone to be excited when they get to go cast their ballot because that's like a really empowering and special moment for a lot of people. Second, I grew up in a really strong community where I knew all the people that lived around me. I, you know, could count on people. I trusted people. And so that's why I want to strengthen the relationship between students and residents of Oakland um, because I really want everyone to have that experience and feel that, you know, they are comfortable to go knock on their neighbor's door or call them, you know, to have that sense of community. So I already talked a little bit about why my uh, like new connections event or just like club connection um, is important to me. But uh, in terms of Flex at Pit, I had mono spring of 2020, which then launched into the whole pandemic. It was a whole thing, but um, I found that I was sleeping through classes, I was just physically exhausted, and I was missing so much content. Um, I'm pre-med and you you can't miss like four lectures of Chem 2 and think that you're gonna just learn it. Like that's not how that works. So I think if I would have had the ability to join a Zoom lecture, watch lectures asynchronously and even just have the powerpoints on my computer for myself that would have made all the difference and i don't think that that's too much to ask especially based on how we all have really adjusted to online at this point definitely uh, thank you all for sharing again um the next question is what do you believe is the largest issue facing our campus community Honestly, I don't know if you can put it to just one singular problem, especially with COVID, just talking about like my own experiences. Um, my family has faced um, a lot of financial losses during this time that has resulted in me, you know, getting extra support or trying to get extra support from the financial aid office. Um, so I think definitely financials are definitely a big problem as kind of faced students as a whole um, that loss of income that I know some students are facing. Um, and also I think food insecurity is also a big problem here in our campus, especially just being in Pittsburgh. And I know we have the 
pantry that we have that people can just come pick up food, but I'm not sure how accessible that is to students, especially like students who might not be, you know, on campus and everything. I'm worried about them about how like they're possibly doing, if that makes sense. But yeah, I could I could literally go on a rant literally about like all the problems that have just arise and has just been caused by COVID. Um, but I think like food insecurity and financial well-being are the biggest issues that I'm seeing here on campus. And if I'm elected, um, particularly with financials, I know this isn't like one of my official initiatives, but I know the financial aid the financial aid office just hired, I'm forgetting his last name, but his name is Joel, and he's the new financial wellness coordinator. And a couple of people on my committee talk to him all the time, particularly, you know, about how he can better engage the student body and talking about, you know, educating about finances and how to apply for loans and things like that. As you know, if I am a board member, I want to expand the work that he particularly does, make it more accessible to students and make sure students are actually interacting with the material. Um, I feel like that's also really important, but I think finances and food security are definitely the biggest things facing your campus. Yeah, I agree um, totally with Danielle. And uh, the only thing that I would add is within the past year, I think we've also seen a really um, dr dramatic impact on the mental health of students, um, as well as a lack of engagement, because everyone gets the Zoom fatigue. Everyone, you know, I, clubs and organizations and the school are doing their best to keep students engaged. But obviously, there's room for improvement in that. And I think that our slate has a really excellent platform of how to tackle that. So I think that those are the two biggest things, but if you vote for Elevate, um, we're gonna handle it. I think both Danielle and Ryan have really summed everything up well. Um, the only thing I would add is that I think we all really need human connection right now, like true genuine human connection. And that's really hard online, but I hope that people can reach out to us about what they need from us and what they want and that we can be a voice for them. No, definitely. I definitely want to just reemphasize like what Caroline said. Human connections is definitely just having that is really um, lacking right now and just being in an online platform. And we definitely need to figure out some way, especially for first years to kind of like get involved and get engaged, especially with different like student groups and just feeling like they have a sense of community here on our campus. Thank you. Um, next, I just have individual questions for you all. So for Ryan, one of your initiatives is focused on connecting students with the Oakland community. What do you think are our issues with this now? And how is our relationship with the community lacking currently? That's a really good question. Um, and I think that that's um, going to come up a lot. So I'm happy to address it now. I think that our relationship with the Oakland community is not bad at all. I'm not trying to say anything negative about students or residents, um, but simply saying that uh, it could be better in a lot of areas. I know um, every month I attend the Oak Watch meetings, which are like community meetings um, with different community leaders and um, police and council people. And uh, at those meetings, there's a lot of like really important information that I wish more students were getting the opportunity to hear firsthand. Um, and I think that the best um, way to do that would be just connecting students with those community leaders together. So that's kind of where I see this initiative taking us um, and making those relationships more meaningful, um, not necessarily addressing a problem, but more so just room for improvement. Definitely. I love that this is one of your initiatives. First, I feel like this is like something I haven't seen very many people think of. 
and definitely something that's really important because we often like think of ourselves at pit in our own little bubble and forget how our decisions and I guess just like our education being here in general impacts the community that we're in. So I really love this. Thank you. Thanks. Um, my next question is for Danielle. Um, as a cultural organization, ASA is of course invested in the advancement and voices of cultural organizations on campus. So what are your visions for connecting our cultural organizations and ensuring our collective growth? No, oh, thank you. Thank you for that question. Um, I think like with the task force that we're trying to create and we're still typing out the constitution right now, I think like one way we can see growth is through having like specific, you know, guided conversations about um, different topics we're talking about while also leaving room for different organizations to kind of talk about like their different experiences. And it might be, um, I don't think there's ever been a community where different students of color, particularly leaders, could just come together and talk about issues particularly affecting their community. I don't know if that's ever been done. We're probably going to face a couple of bumps, but I think that's one way that we can see growth. And ultimately, I feel like we can connect with one another and hopefully like just build more collaborations between one another through like having those guided conversations about um, particular topics. So I think like we had our first meeting, like for example, in November, and we talked about I think we talked about the election and we talked about how our different communities are kind of dealing with the elections and how they feel about it um, and with the pandemic and how that's kind of affected our different communities. So that's just one thing that like we had a conversation about. And I know out of that conversation, LSA and the Pan-Caribbean Alliance became stronger together and they're doing more collaborative events. And I think so is like BAS. Because um, I talked to Morgan a couple of times about like collabing with different groups and, you know, you know, because that's how we can ultimately build solidarity between one another and understanding through having those guided conversations about um, different topics. So, for example, you know, like the election and everything, the pandemic and seeing where we kind of connect and ultimately build a community for us here. But... Yes, definitely. Thank you. I know just being part of ASA and um, participating in that conversation about intergenerational trauma, one of those first events where we all sat down and had those conversations um, was really, I don't know if groundbreaking is the right word, but we like learned so much from each other. And it was definitely um, a shifting point, I think, in our organization. And we have definitely um, thought of ourselves more as a community of students rather than our individual organizations, which I think is really important. So that's definitely that's the point of like this task force to have more of those conversations where we're kind of just I don't know reevaluating some of our different you know um, perceptions on certain things and so I don't know just through relating to one another on certain things is really powerful and I don't believe like we have enough space to relate to it with one another if that makes sense. Thank you, Danielle. Um, Caroline, what do you think is the importance of connecting students across different majors and interests in creating this um, broader campus community? I think, like, again, especially through the pandemic, we have found how important it is to have people and resources supporting you. And even just like being in classes and knowing somebody else and being able to be like, oh my gosh, hi, like, can I sit with you? Well, I guess, can I text you during the Zoom call if I have questions? Um, I think having people even if it, they're not people you talk to all the time, but people that you know you can reach out to is so, so important. And I know that we've talked about the, um, 
the toll that our mental health has taken this um, past year. And I think that having those student connections can really bond the entire university and really combat um, all of the mental health issues that I think the majority of our students are going through right now. Thank you so much. Um, those are all the questions I had um, for you all. I guess my final question, so maybe I have one more question, is um, if the people listening are really invested and think your slate is amazing like I do, um, what are ways that they can get involved and help you with your campaign? Yeah, so um, we have our Instagram, which is elevate.sgb. Check us out, we're posting all the time. Um, and we usually put up little polls where you can like answer our questions and we can get more feedback from you guys. We also have an, a Facebook account that's it's on our link tree, but it's Elevate. Um, and our remind text is going to be a single text sent on election day reminding you to vote. We're not going to be spamming you, don't worry. Um, yeah, and fill out our volunteer form, fill out our form so that we can get to know what you guys want. Great, thank you all so much. Um, are there any last words that you would like to say? Uh, I'll just say uh, thanks so much for giving us this opportunity to let us come in and speak a little bit more about ourselves and our slate. Election day is on March 2nd from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Thank you for having us. This has been so cool. I feel like a celebrity. Um, <laughs> But we are so like so glad that we got to have this talk and now it's a podcast and this is so exciting. Um, a huge thank you to like Alyssa for inviting us here and like talking to us here today. Um, really appreciate it. And I don't know, I just I love working with you, um, especially for like mental awareness mom. So just thank you. Of course, thank you so much. Um Definitely. Thank you all again so much for taking the time to talk to me today. And um, I'm really excited to share this with our community.